0: Now let me see if I understand it all. Science is no longer science unless it follows a predetermined narrative based on political science. Boys and girls are no longer boys boys and girls they're they're gender neutral or non-binary little human beings until they select their gender and the election wasn't stolen. This is truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Now, hopefully, I didn't miss anything in my opening there about some of the absurd things we're being asked to believe in this day and age. These past several days, by the way, welcome to the program Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. We are coming to you from Florida. It is a busy time over the next uh, several weeks, probably. And so keep us in your prayers as we are doing some of this work from here, building some things to improve our shortwave outreach, and a whole lot more. Had the opportunity of being at a graduation, a wedding, and a whole lot this past weekend. And so I want to thank you for keeping us in your prayers during our time of travel. It was nice to take several days away from actually having to record the program. We took time to drive and hit the ground running the day we we got to Florida. I have been literally trying to find the time to record this program for today. But I have had time in the evenings before I go to bed to do some reading. And I've been trying to just get a handle on all that is going on. And believe it or not, in the midst of everything, Sometimes you can find some good news, and we'll talk about that today as well. It's easy to find the bad news. We'll talk about that too. It is easy to understand. We have a lot of things that we need to contend with all the time. One bit of good news comes out of England. All the lockdowns, everything we've seen over the past year in response to COVID-19, so much of it was not based in real science. And this has been a disturbing trend. It really upset me over a year ago when I was out of retirement, back working in emergency management, the things that I was seeing being done in the name of public safety were totally absurd. Not scientifically backed. When we started hearing about the idea of, well, maybe people should wear a face covering, remember, the face mask. We started in February and March being told, oh, no, 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 they don't do any good. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe your mask might protect me and mine might protect you. And they try to convince us by a little demonstration video that I saw that also when you start to do a little bit of research is nonsense. A virus is not the same thing as a bacteria by far. Number one, the size. A bacteria is a living organism much larger, vastly larger than a virus. And so some of the little videos that were being put out a year ago showed somebody uh, coughing into a Petri dish without a face mask and then coughing or sneezing into a Petri dish with a face mask. And the next day or two, you see this little bacteria colony growing bigger in the one without the face mask. And they try to deduce that, well, see, that's how we can stop a virus. Because the average person, especially coming out of today's public schools, doesn't understand the difference. There were years of research regarding the efficiency and the effectiveness of wearing a face covering in various medical settings and we've known for oh i don't know somewhere in the neighborhood of about 40 years that a face mask was not really helpful in stopping the spread of a virus period bacteria yeah that was a that was a given but somehow it morphed during this political time of fear and lockdown that we all had to wear a face covering to protect other people from our asymptomatic carrying of COVID-19. There were no real studies done last year. Finally, this year, studies have been done, and it's not easy to find the results because they don't fit the Facebook and the politically correct narrative that face mask actually worked. They never did. But now after a year, you've got people who are fully vaccinated, who think the vaccine will save them, still wearing a face mask, because now they're uncomfortable because of fear in not wearing one. Psychological damage has been done in the name of phony science, phony medical science. I don't need to go into what you already have heard, the Dr. Fauci emails that have come out. I've been reading story after story, email after email now for about, what, week and a half, almost two weeks. And it just keeps getting worse every day. Dr. Fauci made claims that simply were not true. And things that I said on this program a month ago, at the beginning of this year, when the show started 10 months ago, have been proven true. Over and over again, I have said that I firmly believe that Dr. Fauci was the father or godfather of this virus. And now the smoking gun evidence is there. When he sat before the Senate of the United States, giving testimony, he lied. Or he carefully manipulated the truth as not to reveal the real truth. Oh, we don't fund gain of function research. Yeah, you know, we, that, that was made, you know, you couldn't do that after 2014. What he fails to tell everybody, which we now know, is instead they funded these so-called non-profit organizations. They in turn took all this money and sent it to Wuhan, China to continue the research. So they indirectly funded it, knowing what they were funding from the very beginning. They in essence are lying. And right now I really believe that that Dr. Anthony Fauci is really just trying to cover his sins because he knew a year ago what this was all about. And they were desperate to keep it all quiet. Fauci knew enough about this virus to say that, well, it would take really a long time to develop a vaccine for this. Well, we have one now, though I... I have a high distrust in this vaccine because of the companies and other organizations around the world that are pushing it so heavily. Many of you know that my wife and I have no intention of taking this vaccine. We simply do not. We have been given fear to get it. Then we're being told to uh, be accepted. We need to get it. And now the government is trying to bribe us to get it. Look at some of the governments. Hey, get a vaccine shot and get, and get a lottery ticket. Or get a hamburger and french fries for free. They're offering freebies to get this stupid shot. There's only one step left. If you can't put them in fear can't use peer pressure, can't bribe us, then I guess you have to take a gun to our head, hold us to the ground, and inject us. Could that happen? Yes, it could. Will it happen? Only if we let them do it. To give you an example, this is one of those, what I call good news stories that you don't hear about a whole lot, but we need to hear them them more often. And this one, this one comes out of England. Mass protests can end the idea of a vaccine passport. Now, we, we know what that whole idea of a vaccine passport is. And there's a lot of danger to it. We'll get into that in a moment. In, in the United Kingdom, there have been massive protests against vaccine passports, And it appears the government is increasingly on the verge of scrapping their plans for that kind of a passport as a legal requirement for large events. Here in the United States, 14 states have now already enacted laws that ban the concept of a vaccine passport requirement to prevent the creation of a two-tier society. Two states... New York being one of them, of course. And now we see Oregon is involved with their idea of having even churches require. If you want them to be massless, you need to you know, you need to make them all where you know they got to get the vaccine and they can go massless. All of these vaccine passports have nothing to do with your safety, nothing to do with your health, nothing to do with quote preventing this disease from spreading. Number one, a lot of people are under the false assumption that these vaccines will stop you from getting or spreading COVID-19. The fine print itself says they don't. Example after example after example. The media has this really sly phrase called, you know, breakthrough cases. There's been a breakthrough case of COVID-19, and we just don't understand it, with fully vaccinated people. You know, like eight members of the New York, what was it, New York Yankees baseball team, fully vaccinated. What really is at at stake is this national database. In China, they're, they've been putting together what they call a social credit score. People that do what the communist government there demands. They're obedient little workers. They don't complain. They never challenge what the government says. They get a higher social credit score, meaning their lives are better than other people that don't abide by the rules. It's a dictatorship. And so they keep track of everything you're doing. Unfortunately, despot people in government yeah, even here in the United States and Canada, look, you better look out. Your your country is in serious serious turmoil and you have a lot of people that are buying into this serious fear. Canada is crumbling in terms of freedom, freedom of speech. Saw an article the other day that really scared me came out of Scotland, of all places. You know, Scotland the Brave. Where if you, this one woman may go to jail for two years because she refuses, refuses to accept the idea uh, that transgenderism is a totally normal thing. She And she's going to be put in jail for things that she put on Twitter, saying that she doesn't believe it. This is how tyrannical governments work. But the real fear of the vaccine passport, and that's why we have to fight as hard as we possibly can. company called Oracle, you've heard of them. They're a big-time player in data and computer technology. They're currently managing the database for COVID-19 cases. They're managing vaccine data, and they're managing the clinical trial data. They manage the U.S. National Security Database and the database for the CIA, Naval Intelligence, Air Force Intelligence, the National Security Agency, and don't forget all your major banks and a lot of other commercial databases. Oracle Labs is also partnered with DARPA to create what is called the Interconnected Supercomputer. Ultimately, the idea is this, the vaccine passport will be expanded to include not just vaccination status, but eventually, once that information and your name and number attached, all your other basic medical data, identification records, financial data, and just about anything you can possibly imagine that can be digitized and tracked. The real goal of these tyrants. See, remember, the tech tyrants think of themselves as the elite. They are above you. You are just little plebs that serve their interest. And you must think and act and do as they tell you. More and more of my friends are finding themselves being banished from Twitter or banned for 30 days from Facebook. Got one guy now on his 20th 30-day suspension from Facebook. That's two years. But he gets gets in their face by telling the truth, and that's something that Facebook cannot handle is the truth. They have an established narrative about vaccines, about COVID-19, about the election, about transgenderism, about Pride Month, any of that, you go against the narrative, they will slap you down or they'll shadow ban you. I mean, I've done some test postings to see how many people see certain things that I post. And I have some things that I put out there that nobody's commented on, which means nobody's seeing it. Facebook lets me see my posting, but they don't let anybody else see it. It doesn't show up in their newsfeed anymore. That's how these demons at Facebook and Twitter operate. They are the ministers of truth in our world. And if you defy them, they will crush you. So in Britain, back at the end of May, just a few weeks ago, thousands of people are coming out protesting this idea of a vaccine passport. And in the United Kingdom, they're beginning to have second thoughts about doing this. A lot of states, 14 states already in the United States, and thankfully, where we live both in Florida and Georgia, those are two states of the 14 that have banned vaccine passports being required. The other states that are not requiring them are Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Montana, North Dakota, South Carolina, South Dakota, and Texas and Wyoming. And I think a few more in the not too distant future will end up in that same category. Hawaii and New York though, oh man, they're gonna push hard for it. Oregon, same thing. In other words, states run by leftic lunatics are going to demand that you show us your papers. Because see what can happen if we get this vaccine passport and all this other stuff about us gets into it, they can decide because you're a prepper, you don't need to be buying certain things in the store. They can cut you off economically from buying food, from getting a house or an apartment, new car, Their ideas, they're going to control your life and you are going to do as you are told, have your God-given and constitutional freedoms just ripped away from you. Just like Hitler said to those people getting in the boxcars, it's for your safety. It's funny, I was thinking this morning about something that we forget about from time to time. There are things there are repetitive patterns in our history. There are identifiable repetitive patterns in history. The Bible speaks of them. Prophecies talk about them. And you see certain things play out a specific way over and over again. All evil tyrants want control of their people. It's just today We have incredibly powerful technology to increase that control. And that is going to be a huge problem. We need to fight and fight back hard. And it's getting harder to fight back, and and I think a lot of you would understand why. Why it's so hard to fight back today. Our education system is literally undermining our society. Every despot that you can think of over the past two or three or four thousand years, has always tried to commandeer the raising and instruction of children to get the things that they want and demand. Because they know, they know that they, if they control the children, they'll eventually control the parents and grandparents, and the society will be gradually tipping in their favor. And and here's something else I want to remind you of. You need to not forget this. When it comes to the work of Satan and his minions, Satan goes for the long game. If you ever noticed in communist countries and desperate countries, they, they have a plan that they know may never even be fulfilled in their lifetime. But they do it anyway. Unfortunately, many people that consider themselves conservatives have a bad habit of wanting everything now. They don't see the long game like they should. And Christians of all people, Christians of all people should be always playing for the long game. Want to remind you, you're listening to the program Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host Bob Bierman. Want to take a few moments now. Got a lot of things to share in the program today. Want to thank those of you that are taking the time to write the program either by regular letter or by email. Had a couple of emails, and an individual made an interesting comment. He said, "I wish your program was on, was on commercial radio." And I had to think about that for a moment. I would love to have this program on regular terrestrial AM and FM radio stations. And there are a lot of radio stations in the United States, but how many, how many do you know that would take this program? Not many, not many at all. And I was thinking as I was preparing for this program today, earlier today, how we've created a cottage industry of basically conservative talk show hosts. Many of them are very poignant, very accurate, but some have become celebrity superstars, you know, with these mega million dollar paychecks every year. And in your email boxes, I'm not going to name which one, but there are several famous radio talk show hosts that are constantly selling you stuff, herbs. And magical cures and these scary tactic things. Oh, you know, you need to run out and get this little solar generator. You need to go out and buy 25 year prepackaged food. You need to get this in your diet so you can live longer. And, and you realize there's a fine line between being a person trying to give information and a marketeer. And having worked in broadcasting my entire life, I am very conscious of that. Yes, I get it. It takes money to buy airtime. It takes money to keep equipment going. It takes money for getting websites rebuilt. It takes money for a lot of this. But in the grand scheme of things, I don't need mega millions of dollars to do it. I don't want to be considered a superstar. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to give you information that you can honestly use. I'm trying to find platforms and ways for us to stay connected. I've thought about this. I could easily retire, but I don't think I'd be happy. When God stirred my heart last summer to consider doing this kind of a radio program, I'll admit I was was rather hesitant. It's a major undertaking, and it's a a huge time commitment, and now we've got shortwave airtime on two stations. We are now running the satellite network on Galaxy 19. We have an audio channel on Galaxy 19. Now, I'm still trying to get the ins and outs because I haven't been around a free-to-air satellite in quite a while. Some of you may know more than I do. It appears there may be two different channel locations depending if you're set up for Glory Star specifically or just all the free to air on Galaxy 19. I believe in the Glory Star configuration it's going to show us channel 0000 or no 1000, I take that back. Channel 1000. That's where the audio would start. Those that'd be the first audio channel. On some systems, it's showing, I believe, is channel 2048, you know, 2048. Not that there are 2,000 channels there. That's just how they group number, group them. But um, I found it on a receiver uh, this past week in Florida, and it came in just wonderfully. I could hear the audio just fine. And I'm hoping to develop that. As an alternative type of radio station, a lot of work to do in the music. Your suggestions and and ideas are welcome. Time has been my enemy, but I I just feel that it's got to get done. And so one of my big prayers of late is saying, God, raise up some people to help in this effort so we can do more with the radio program, the podcast, the website, and the satellite channel. And I'm putting inquiries out to see if I can find help uh, on getting the website definitely improved because it started out simple with the program, you know, ten months ago, and I was able to find the time to do it. But now my big problem is uh, I don't have the time that I did, and some of the technology changing in WordPress, I don't want to. I, I just don't have the time for the learning curve. Currently, I wish I did, but. If you know anybody that can help, why not let me know? I want to share some thoughts about education in the next half hour and some of the practical things we need to be observant about as we go through our day-to-day life. I really believe if you understand God's patterns on things, it'll be a great help. Despots do what despots do. Demons do what demons do. Satan does what Satan does. And we need to understand that. I would never say, I'm I'm always careful. A lot of people said, oh, this must be the great tribulation. This must be the mark of the beast. This must be, this must be. A lot of people thought that too over the years in other things. While it certainly could be, You have to remember, it may not be. This could be a time of intense persecution of Christians. There's no doubt on that. No doubt at all. Governments are increasingly becoming hostile to the faith. Canada is becoming one of the worst places in the world, in the Western world. Openly becoming hostile to Christian churches. I I never could understand why Trudeau... And all these provinces were screaming and locking down churches and putting fences around them, arresting pastors, throwing them in jail for days over these idiotic COVID-19 restrictions. But they never shut down a mosque. Now, that shows a duplicity of the highest order. There is a hostility to people of faith. We'll talk about that too. And there is a war an honest-to-goodness war for the hearts and souls and minds of our young people. We as Christians and churches are going to have to do something about it. To sit back and say, well, this must be the end of the world, so who cares, is not the answer. Nowhere in the scripture does it say just to bug out and hide away doesn't say that. We are to share that gospel. We are in this world, but not of it. But we're still in it. And while we are, we are also the salt and light of this world. Think about it, salt is a preservative and light uncovers the dark sins of those in our authority. We can't walk away We just can't do it. We have to be courageous and stand against these freedoms being ripped away by tyrants. We cannot allow people like Dr. Fauci, who knowingly, knowingly was creating a deadly virus, a bioweapon, and lying about it. These individuals, those that ran the, what is it, eco-health systems and others, they all need to be held responsible for the evil they perpetrated on this world. Time of judgment is coming. And it's time now for the church to stop being self-centered, internally focused, and wimpy. It's time to take on the mantle of what the Bible calls the church militant. This is Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. We will take a break, and when we come back, I want to share with you some things about education and a couple of other news stories you need to really comprehend and learn.
1: This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Early morning resurrection. Shalom alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn. your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can, so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now, there was one year that we had to set our clocks ahead an hour, the night before Resurrection Sunday. And we forgot to remind the congregation beforehand that Resurrection Day service would happen an hour earlier. So people woke up that morning all ready for the Resurrection Day service only to discover there was something wrong. They were all an hour late. It was Resurrection Day. So people were grabbing kids from their beds, whisking them into their cars, still getting dressed while they're driving, Easter hats flying out of the car, screeching into the parking lot, running into the sanctuary, trying to act like a normal family except the woman was wearing the tie, the man was wearing the Easter hat, and the children were shaved. Well, something like that. The point is that resurrection day, that resurrection day came early. And that means that while many of his followers were sleeping, it was time to get up. That only happened one year. But the thing is, it's a profound thing. Because when Messiah rose from the dead, he rose early in the morning while everybody was sleeping. Because Messiah always rises early and we're still sleeping. You see, Messiah's resurrection calls us to wake up, calls you to rise up. If he rose, so must you. The resurrection calls you to say, it's time to get up. It's time already. You're late. You've been sleeping too long. It's time to put away the old life already. It's time to repent of that sin already and leave it behind already. It's time to stop living in the things you should be free of already. It's time to rise up and overcome. It's time to rise up to victory. And therefore, it's written, awake, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Messiah will shine upon you. Messiah has risen. So must you. It's time to get up. Want more? Ask for It's About Time. Now, how'd you like to receive some special daily meditations and teachings with the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus to give you victory for every day of your week and updates on Israel and prophecy and a free subscription to Sapphires and the incredible The Mystery of the Temple doors all free. You'll love it. How do you get all this? easy. Just remember Jesus's real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be so blessed, but call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now I invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents. Just call now 1-800-YESHUA-1 That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1 Or write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy at Box 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey Is it? It's 07644 It's The Nice Jewish Boy Box 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey 07644 till next time, this is Jonathan Cahn saying, Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, and Messiah. Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace.
0: This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman, here on a Monday. I wanna get back to some news stories, but I wanna just take a moment if you would allow me to thank the many of you that take the time to write me, send me an email, and even financially support this radio ministry. Without you, this program would not be here. And I am humbled every time I get a letter or an email from anybody that shows their support what I feel very led of the Lord to be doing. I'm here for you. This is not about me. This is about being just a little voice on the radio, on a podcast, on a satellite channel, however you hear it, just trying to give you some information and truth. The mainstream media does not really want to take the time to share. And that to me is just so sad. I can remember growing up in a very different time. Now, I was very fortunate that I went to a parochial school, a Lutheran school in Long Island, New York. And so we did start every day with prayer. We did start every day with the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. We did all of that. And it never seemed foreign, strange or weird for me to do that. Today, those kind of activities are increasingly being discouraged by those on the left side of the spectrum that seek to destroy this country and to shut up people of faith. And so we speak against those things. I try to let you know that they're even happening in small town America. It's not just the big cities anymore. These Satanic ideals are working their way globally. And yes, even in the small town America. And that's why we do this program, Truth to Ponder. If you would consider helping us out financially with a small gift, it's always appreciated. There's several ways to do it. You can still do it from the website, truth 2 2 pondercom or if you prefer, you can use the mail. And our mailing address is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263 in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, and the zip code 30537. Once again, You can write us at 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263 in Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. Now, while we're traveling, it may take a little bit longer to reply to any of the things you mail by several days. I have a very trusted Christian friend, That is, getting the mail from our secure box, and if it it looks like it's being addressed to Truth to Ponder, it is being put in a small box and being shipped to us every about 10 days. So there may be a delay in my response. We thought about using an address down here, but we don't know how long we're going to be here. We may be here uh, till the first week in July, maybe getting back sooner, maybe a little later. And and so I didn't want to use an address down here, not knowing how long to either forward the mail uh, that may still be coming to the other address. So we decided just to leave it alone for now. And a good friend, good Christian friend said, "Hey, don't worry about it. I'll pick up the mail every four or five days, and I'll put all this aside in a box, a small little you know uh, overnight con well, a two-day priority mail pack." And I'll get you all your mail. And so I'm I'm just so thankful to have good friends that would do something like that for us. It makes it easier for this trip because this trip's a little bit open-ended because, well, there are a lot of exciting things to be done during this time. A lot of it having to do with this radio program, the increase of shortwave. Somebody remarked a while back and 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 asked a very legitimate question why why invest in shortwave? Well number one, I believe shortwave is still viable. Number two, the rate we're getting is is fair and I, I can't I can't complain. Uh, it really fits what we're trying to do. I don't one person said, why can't you be on like a regular commercial AM or FM? Well, a lot of stations may not want to air what I have to say. And I can understand that because they may have advertisers that don't want to get too deep into the into the woods so to speak. And I'm not a big corporation that can find, you know, a large number of businesses to support it. I'm just not in that kind of position. And so I'd rather be beholden to you the listeners for this program for its content and not have to worry about hiding anything that is truthful Education is something that is very dear to my heart. I have watched in my lifetime this gradual erosion of a fairly decent educational system in the United States. Now, I get it. There have been many schools over the decades that underperformed in some cities for various reasons. But American taxpayers have been, well, fairly generous with the amount that we spend on many students. The price ranges around the country from around $13,000 per year per student to $24,000 per year per student, and in some places even a little higher. What I found amazing looking not long ago, about a year ago, all before this pandemic started, and I was still doing the weekend show, and thinking in terms of what can we as Christians do to improve the education of our youngsters, instill in them some solid biblical and Christian values and not have the world assault them, destroy them, take them and consume them. And and I noticed something that I I thought rather strange. Now, 50 years ago, it was different. But I'm noticing in a lot of places where they don't spend quite as much money, the outcome of the students academically is better. So whenever you hear a school board or school union screaming, we need more tax dollars because we we, got to fix education, number one, they allowed it to break to begin with. Government has made it impossible for many families to have one working parent. It requires two to work outside the home. When I came along, that was never, uh, that was never an issue. I had a stay at home mother. We never had to unlock the doors to an empty and cold and quiet house. There was dinner cooking. We gathered at a table like a family. Today, not so much. Today, a lot of pizza boxes come through the front door of many a home, a lot of soda pop, a lot of fast food, a lot of quick-to-heat microwave junk. That's what it is. I've eaten my share of it over the years, but it's, it's not healthy. You and I both know it. But a lot of kids today are obese because they're eating garbage food. Garbage in is what you get. I mean, you're you're not going to become a healthy uh, human being eating garbage food. You become obese, diabetes, and other health issues along the way. But that's not the only thing that's becoming damaged in our young people. Their minds are being damaged as well. With two parents working, what are these young people doing for their entertainment? Well, it used to be Back in my day, we've all said that before, back in my day, we played outdoors, we had friends. Now we have the internet, we have social media, we have YouTube videos, we have a lot of things that are definitely R-rated content going into the minds of of 10-year-olds. And most parents don't know or, or just can't pay attention or are too busy to fully comprehend all the influences on their children today. And then we have a school system instilling values into children that many of you would be thoroughly against, but you have no say. There's a mindset in many school systems in the United States that these children are their responsibility, their charge, to create and mold in any way they see fit. And the only obligation you have as a parent is to feed them, give them a place to sleep, and make sure they get to their government indoctrination center on time. We worry less about things like mathematics in California. They're, they're saying even in college, mathematics is now somehow racist. Systemically racist, which is the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life. How can how can a science like mathematics be racist? It doesn't even make sense on the surface to anybody that's not been indoctrinated, that has not been brainwashed. It doesn't make any sense at all. Mathematics is simply numbers. Mathematics is simply scientific you know, computations. But I guess the charge is, and I should have seen this coming 40 years ago, the charge is that, well, you know, certain ethnic groups or certain people or certain this, which is a bunch of baloney, they don't do as well or they don't like it or it doesn't mean anything in their culture. Well, if you're building a house or engineering a car or any electronic device, it certainly is important. You can't take it for granted. You can't have a a bridge engineer hired because of ethnicity, lacking in mathematical skills, doing the engineering work on a suspension bridge. If mathematics is systemically racist, if the person doesn't understand the math or what the numbers mean, the bridge may very well crack and collapse. What I really believe is happening is there's this desire in the satanic mind in getting control is to have a lot of worker bees that do not think for themselves, that are just part of the collective. And they stay entertained with their smartphones, their pornography, and they do what they're told. And the elites, the handful of elites will understand the mathematics. The handful of the elites, will understand the science and tell the rest of the drones what they need to believe. It's gradually happening in our nation. And so one of the best things you can ever do is to get your kids out of a public school. There's a part of me that recognizes something many of us are missing. And that is understanding that if we want our children's lives to be better than the lives that we have had, it starts with taking back our nation and restoring its values. Now, I know the day will come when we're getting close to the end of this time in this world. Before Jesus comes back, it's gonna get really bad. And this may be that time, but just because it may be that time doesn't mean that it absolutely is that time. And I'm not going to go in that direction to think that it's totally fatalistic on our, on our part to, to do anything. The first thing we must do, there are several things we need to do at the same time, but the best thing we can do to counter this left-wing satanic and demonic attack on the Western world in the United States and Canada against the freedom, our family and our children, its institutions, its news, its media, even the medical establishment, all the government agencies around us. The best way to fix things is to start by taking our children out of our American schools. The things that used to be taught science and technology, engineering and math. They're becoming less important in the woke culture. You know, back back in my day, they called it reading, writing, and arithmetic. Now certain kind of English writings are racist. We don't study things anymore. We don't study Shakespeare. Kids can't even spell Shakespeare. We prematurely introduce them to sexuality and and we rob them of their of, of our kids childhood the damage done intellectually and morally and and sadly even in churches gone woke you're finding they're not even safe either something else we don't teach like we once did art appreciation music appreciation i can remember taking classes in both and as a young kid i really didn't care much for beethoven and bach and everything else i didn't it wasn't my thing as a youngster but as i learned more about it and listened more intently i realized the timelessness of that kind of music race baiting all these things are occurring in our public schools like I say, you had, how do I put this politely? I, I I don't even like to talk about this at times, some of the stuff that's out there that, that just tears me apart. You've got schools in New York City teaching little children how to fondle themselves for sexual pleasure. Why is there this over-sexuality of our children. Go back, and, and, and it's been going on for a while. It didn't happen last week or last month or last year. Remember John Bonet Ramsey? They, they The parents dressed her up. I'm not getting into the case on that. I'm just saying, how many parents put their kids in these glamour shows? It's just not where they belong. Why can't we allow our children to be children, to learn the world around them to be fascinated by everything they see. Instead, we put them in front of a drag queen story hour. Even in Greenville, South Carolina, not far from where I spent a lot of my years, had a drag queen story hour. How sick is that to have transvestite men in makeup and wigs reading some kind of questionable story to our our children at a public library? Dennis Prager wrote a while back that he thinks that parents are often in denial. They don't want to think that this is happening to their children. They don't want to feel the burden that they failed. And they don't want to think it's happening in their town either. Well, you know, this is so-and-so North Carolina. This, This can't be happening here, but it is happening. And you don't see it. 45 plus years ago when I was in college, Freedom of expression, whether it be some extreme group, anti-war, whatever the case may be, or young conservatives were equally welcomed on the campus. Nobody was trying to crush what you were saying. Instead, the the open debate, spirited debate was highly encouraged during the time that I was in school, even in high school. I, I I never knew what his politics were at the time, never knew later in life, but i had one teacher in high school in particular in my senior year it was an english class and this was more very different from the other three classes i had had before this guy's whole approach he was a fairly young teacher in his 30s his whole approach from day 1 is how do we apply our understanding of the English language, our writing and our reading comprehension, the ability of, let's say, persuasive argument, debating, how do we tie all this together to understand our world? How do you know when somebody's giving you a snow job, so to speak, in what they're trying to tell you? One of the best classes I ever had We would tear apart newspaper stories, song lyrics, poetry, speeches, everything to understand what what is the person, A, trying to tell or is he trying to persuade or is he trying to change your way of thinking? And, And that course, for whatever reason, of all the things I did in high school, that's one that stood out. They don't do that anymore. This kind of a teacher would be pretty well pushed out the door because he wanted you to be able to think and reason for yourself and not always depend upon just accepting what you're being told. He said common sense is one of the most important instincts you'll ever develop as you start getting out into the real world. the low intellectual state of our schools. You you remember, maybe you watched TV back in the day. I did. I can remember watching TV shows like with Jay Leno called, you know, Jaywalking and asking questions even 10, 15, 20 years ago of students about basic history questions. And I'd stare at the screen going, what in the world has happened? And a lot of these are college students like, third, fourth year, I understand fully, not every parent can afford to send their child to a private or or a parochial school. And even some of those formerly Christian schools are getting dangerously woke. And we found that many uh, private schools are equally as woke and dangerous We need to take back education. We have no choice. We need to get people to say, we're going to have to come up with a homeschool network of sorts. Because if we fail to come up with a homeschool network, our kids are doomed. Literally doomed. And how do you want to the damage. Just look at this past year, what the pandemic has done to children, putting them in fear. The remote learning. One of the things that did come out of this remote learning a lot of parents figured out was just how bad the education their children were getting. And and there were a lot of teachers demanding that parents do not look at your kid or, or monitor or listen to what's going on in this classroom because they didn't want to be exposed for the indoctrinators and the literally... Evil people that they are in the stuff that they're trying to teach. They didn't want the parents to ever figure out what they're telling these students. Be highly hard to explain to a lot of parents. I have this for the first time in a long time this beginning of a feeling of hope. Now, As many say, this could be the prelude to the beginning of the end. But it doesn't mean we have to just let the ship sink. We can fight back. We can pray. We can educate each other. We can build each other up. We can begin to say, we don't need the world's education. We don't need the world's economy. We don't need to do the things the way the world does it. We don't need the world's radio stations. We don't need the world's TV stations. We don't need any of it. We don't even need most of what the world has on the internet. We need to be highly selective in the things that we permit inside of our homes. We need to take the authority over our children that the Bible gives us to train up a child, teach that child right from wrong. In time, this could be the beginning of a better time for at least a season. Look, the day's going to come that it's all going to fall apart. I know it. You know it. I have no doubt about it. to pick this theme up tomorrow on the program we're going to talk more about education and some other news stories that you may have missed a lot of things going on a lot a lot more than the fauci emails if you believe in the work that we're doing here let me know write us at 21 berkshire b-e-r-k-s-h-i-r-e 21 berkshire lane number 263 in sky valley georgia Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. Go to the website, and also, if you have direct-to-air satellite or want to find out more, find out about glorystar.tv, and also what you can find on Galaxy 19. Until tomorrow at this same time, may God richly bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder.